Welcome back to episode three of Handle With Care. Am I too young? So strangely, five minutes before this episode, I just found out that you shouldn't put your date of birth on your CV, which for me is probably something I've been doing wrong for my lifetime so far. So it seems pretty relevant for us to discuss this. Me and Sonia frequently discuss how we feel that our age maybe goes against our career progression sometimes. And so we thought that it's really relevant and probably very relevant to others out there. So yeah, this is why we thought we'd discuss ageism in the workplace. I just can't believe that you ever put your date of birth on a CV. It just shocks me that it's so genuinely five minutes ago that no one's ever told you. Like, what recruiters have you been working with for them to never tell you? No one needs to know your age. Well, do you know what? It's really funny that sometimes previously when I've been looking at new positions and you have to complete them surveys that say about your religion and your ethnicity Mm. and your age I always think why do I need to tell you this I don't want you to know my age because maybe it will go against me so yeah I do I don't know why I've always thought that you should put it on there but definitely something that I've already learned prior to having this podcast so no that's awesome I mean when you look online uh, the research that's been conducted the small business forum tells us that 30% of professionals feel that they've been discriminated on age and that number rises to over 50% of those um, over the age of 55 and over 65% for those who are under 18, which just proves that in the UK society, we definitely feel that there is ageism. It's one thing to be gender uh, biased, like no offence, but gender bias is just the norm and it's something we should be changing. As someone who runs a diversity um, consultancy and social enterprise, it's something we should be changing. That's why it's such a hot topic because it's genuinely pathetic that we're still in a day and age where we're like, women deserve more. We already know they do. But then to bring age into it, it's a whole different dynamic. Like you're not getting a job because you either look young enough or you don't have an experience or you're too old. How can you be too experienced or too old for a job if someone's applied for that role? It's maybe because they want a step down or they want to go into that role. If if I'm too young for a role, maybe I just have the skill set and I can prove myself. I just think that we live in a society where there's too many factors and problems and issues rising. You know, we have so many people. We have so many people who are unemployed. We have so many jobs. Just match them up already and, and stop bringing more problems in, in into the UK world. As you can tell, it's just a topic that I just think is ridiculous because it definitely exists. In one of my consulting roles, I went to a client and unfortunately it was the same time as um, the snowstorm in London. So my manager, his flight got cancelled and it was just myself. I'd never seen this client before and it was um, in Germany. I walked in and genuinely my stakeholder was like, "Uh, you're too young to be our manager. Like, what do you expect me to say when I've travelled away from the UK to Germany? I'm not going to just, you know, turn around and go back because I'm too young, I'm clearly skilled enough and experienced enough. So I definitely think that there is a question around, am I too young? I just think it's, um, we really need to kind of move on in life. So I think that it's really important to discuss ageism in the workplace, purely because from two, from two perspectives, really, I do feel that you have older women, maybe older men too, that feel that they're too old for certain positions. So my mum, who's 52, sorry mum, she... <laughs> actually 
said to me, I'd love to be a midwife. And I said, well, why aren't you? And she was like, I'm too old now. I'm too old to do all that training. And I'm like, you're actually going to probably be working for another 20 years. You're not actually too young. And to introduce our new guest, Michelle, I actually see Michelle as someone really successful and a role model for myself. And and she's still in her 20s and at director level. So, Michelle, how do you feel about ageism and how do you think it's affected you in your career progression? Thanks for having me, by the way. Um, very exciting to be here. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I think we've kind of touched on gender such a hot topic and the inequality that there is there, but we don't really always talk about the ageism side of it. And even if you do, I think you go straight to thinking of kind of the opposite of our experience, as in perhaps you're too old, like you were saying about your mum. She's definitely not too old, in case she's listening, sorry. <laughs> um, but I think it's really interesting when you think of age over experience. It's kind of the old kind of quality over quantity. It's more about the quality of your experience than your years of experience. So if you're going into a job and you've had seven really solid like great years of experience and you're really good at what you do, why should that be kind of less superior than someone that's been doing it for 30 years? And that's quite a frustration that I found. Um, I think also as well, like the, the role I'm doing now is kind of a newish role to what I was doing before. I've been doing about eight months. And so when you start a new company, you obviously have to go out and meet new clients. Um, and these people will, their first impression of you is a lot of the time in our industry, unfortunately, what's their job title? And they've got their preconceptions about who that person walking in the room they're going to meet is. Um, so you've got, you think you've done really well, like kind of still in my 20s moved to a new job, kind of gone up a level, this is great, feels great, like really fresh, really excited to kind of get stuck into your role. And within probably the first month of going out meeting my kind of counterparts sometimes that have been doing it most of their working lives, I'll walk into a room and I can visibly see them like almost be like, oh, look a bit deflated and be like, that that's the person that's now going to be my go-to day-to-day contact and visibly roll their eyes or kind of straight away without before you even speak almost just be like oh and completely poo poo you and it's so frustrating and you feel like you have to be twice as good to just get them on side whereas if I was 10 years older and had less experience I might have never worked in the industry before and been an estate agent for 10 years and then just moved in and done it for one year because I look 10 years older they'd automatically presume that I'm going to be more qualified and kind of should be at that level so it is really frustrating to see, visibly see people just be like, ugh. So what you're talking about is unconscious biases. Yeah. The unconscious biases and stereotypes that we have as individuals going into a scenario and already affiliating uh, age with experience, therefore with, with attainment. Just having thought about this topic about a month ago, ironically, I was at a race and diversity event um, and having, now being my own business owner or founder, I like to dress how I dress, right? I don't feel like I need to always be suited and booted. I like to be comfortable and yet smart casual. And so my point being, I walked into this um, event, which was in Bank. It was like 8 a.m. in the morning. Everyone was very suited and booted. So I walked in with my kind of red jacket, my jumper, my smart shorts on. It was good. I'm bringing clothes into this for a reason and I didn't have kind of my face on, I didn't have heels on like other other ladies did, for example, I didn't have a blazer. And I just remembered that five people in the space of like 20 minutes, when I told them what I do, they were like, oh, but 
but you're too young to run your own business. Who said that? Where is the rule book that tells me how old I can be to run my own business? I have 13-year-olds who run their own businesses. They're not too young. So why do we associate age with skills? And why do we already have these biases inside of us that mean you're not good enough because you haven't had this many years? But then when you look into the research that's been conducted, one in five of those who are over 50 get told that they're too old for a job because they're stuck in their ways or because they have a certain point of thought. So, you know, I guess my question is like, are we ever going to be good enough or old enough or young enough? I actually find it so funny. So I've got two kind of anecdotes, but they're real stories and people I've spoke to recently. And I actually remember when I, in my last role, there was a a girl, she was actually a really good friend of mine. She still is. And she was going to a meeting with a client and she was the only one going. And our CEO said to her, well, I hope you're taking a briefcase. And she said, what? She said, why would I take a briefcase to this client meeting? There's no need. I'm not even taking a laptop. I'm literally taking a memory <laughs> stick to this meeting. And he said, but you look too young. You've got to take a briefcase. And he gave her the briefcase and we actually was laughing about it in the office. We were like, how can he really think she should take a briefcase? And for me, I didn't, I couldn't quite understand. I could quite, couldn't quite understand it, to be honest. Was it ignorance? Was it, was he actually mocking her like it was embarrassing? And, and another story, a girl I spoke to recently, which is really similar, she's a really close friend of mine too, she's becoming a close friend, and she's 21 and manages 21 people. And she was saying that she finds it really discriminating that her boss calls her a little girl in front of the people she manages. What? Yeah, and she... Give me the email of this <laughs> boss and I will oh, wow. send him an invoice for a consultancy or training workshop that I will conduct because that's ridiculous. She was actually, we were speaking about it really openly and she was saying that she really wants to learn and learn how to deal with people like that because it's so humiliating and, and undermining speaking to her like that in front of other people and, and in meetings in front of clients too. So even though I do think it's unconscious biasness, if that makes sense, I also think people surely are conscious of what they're doing. Giving someone a briefcase and saying you need to take this because you're too short and you look too young and saying to someone you're a little girl in front of your clients and her her members of staff, surely there's some sort of consciousness within you that sees that that's wrong. And, and for me, there is that blur there where is it because she's a woman or is it because she's young? Like, you're a little girl. It, what is that? It's shocking. Yeah, and so for anyone in that position who's been through or going through, I would definitely recommend know your HR person. I think times like this is when you write, when you start noting down. You know, obviously the first step is always to go to this particular person who's making you feel insecure or you feel like there's ageism and, and some bias and say this is how you feel. If that doesn't work, note down these steps and go to HR. There's, there's only... HR is there for a reason. If you don't have HR in your business, because some people don't, obviously go to those senior stakeholders, which you do. If you're a freelancer or an entrepreneur and you are a contractor and you're, you're contracting into a client and you get treated this way, then go to the Small Business Association or similar authorities that can help you with this. Because I definitely think that... Um, ageism, ageism is one thing that is particularly harder to prove because like you've mentioned you don't know if it's gender ethnicity race age but when you can start noting all these comments it makes it easier for you to identify like what 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 is it 
and trying to pick your battles wisely. Um, after having been through it in in scenarios, you know sometimes it's not it's not worth the battle. Sometimes it is just going straight to those senior decision makers, those HR, those authorities, and saying, "Look, it's not okay. What do I do? Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna take further action." Yeah, completely, Sonia. I think you're so right because it's crazy how much kind of just accepting it can really impact your self confidence. Because whether you want to or not, you might then start car- like start carrying yourself a different way just to be like oh everybody thinks this like are they right you know they're not right and you know that you've got the job you've got because you're bloody good at your job like you've deserved to get there and it is so strange because kind of over it now but when I first started in the role I'm in at the moment it was kind of the first time since I was 16 trying to get into a club that I wished I was older and I'd find myself being like people be like oh so how old are you and you'd be like Oh, this is. I feel uncomfortable answering this question. I shouldn't be ashamed that I'm my age in my role. If anything, I should be proud of it because when you're growing up, you're going through school. Like if you get into do like your GCSEs a year earlier, or if you start reading really young, like that's a good thing. So where is this shift? Why all of a sudden, when you go into work, into certain industries, and you get to this age, why does that then shift to it not becoming a good thing and it's not successful? Everything that we're talking about is so relevant and I hope that those who are listening both if you are going through the struggle or if you're a company or taking it on board because it's extremely serious stuff and I think this is probably the most serious topic that we've had on this series I didn't really realize the deepness of it until we've started talking about it now in a in a work scenario I actually reported a colleague member and went to HR and mentioned that both the comments were particularly privileged and also I felt very uncomfortable with the way I was being treated and the response back was oh well we speak we've spoken to this particular colleague and sometimes she feels too old around you so she doesn't know what to say well my response to that is that's not my problem my problem isn't that you feel too old around me and so you make privileged or bias or uncomfortable comments my the, the way to solve that is then for companies to put people on training and make sure that they are teaching those soft skills, especially when we're currently living the first of its time in a workplace where there are five you know, to six generations at, what, at any given moment, and we're having to change a course of history, even kind of including digital skills and online training and how we're talking to each other remotely. And so, so I just think it's shocking. Michelle, have you ever felt is, is there one particular example or scenario that you have felt within your journey? And that doesn't just have to be at work. It could be when you were at university or when you were, when you were approaching yourself. You know, not fake ID style, but, but something slightly more practical. Um, a challenge that you felt and how have you, how have you gone and solved that? So at the job I was in last, I got, and not in like a sarcastic rhetorical kind of way, genuinely asked by an older gentleman if I was at that level because they were so shocked by it. And I was obviously completely taken aback by it and was confused as to why he would be so shocked. And he was like, but you're so young and said it as if that was a bad thing. And then I was kind of like a little bit upset by it. Just like, this isn't a nice feeling. But then kind of took myself away thought about it and then a couple of weeks later went and spoke to him about it kind of what you were saying like if you can speak to that individual then that's kind of first steps if not there are other people and knowing those people in your organization but spoke to him about it and 
the way he explained it, it kind of made like it made me understand. It didn't make it okay, but it also kind of made him understand where I was coming from. And he was just saying, you know, maybe I'm potentially feeling threatened and you've then got that gender thing again is it because he's a male I'm a female but he was like it took me like 15 years to get to that level you're at and so th- I was genuinely confused he was like I'm sorry if it came across as kind of rude or ignorant but I was quite shocked by it and I was like okay well it did come across as rude and ignorant but now you've explained it I kind of get it because maybe it's not the norm but like you're saying it's becoming more and more of the norm and people need to accept that I think I was really taken aback by it. But speaking to him, he was just like, well, that's not how I did it. That's not how my journey went. Therefore, almost like, what have you done that's so great? So that your journey was kind of three, four years rather than 15 years. Um, And he was brilliant at his job, very good at his job as well. It's not to say I was better than him or he was better than me. Obviously, different experiences. And it's kind of back to that. It's not kind of the time, the years of experience, it's that quality of experience and what's relevant for that role in that organisation at that particular time. But I found that speaking to him kind of made us both, I think, understand. And I appreciate that I'm lucky that he was that receptive and did want to talk about it because there's definitely not going to be that instance every time. But that massively helped. I feel like for me, I do almost always feel on the back foot because of my age and because of my gender. So for me personally, if I'm speaking to an older man, I just feel threatened. I don't know if that's a personal insecurity and something that I need to personally get over. But if, like you said, Michelle, if you was in the room with someone in the same position as you, if they were a man, I would feel threatened. And if they're older than me, I feel threatened. I don't know why. And I think it is important to recognise older women too, I think. I do believe older women almost go, well, how are you where you are? I... I've worked with women in all roles where they're like, I think women sometimes feel threatened. And maybe it is just that now, I do believe, millennials, generations there, we are in a bit of a fast-paced society and and maybe people are achieving quicker just because purely that is how life is and everything's a bit more fast-paced. But I do feel more threatened by because of my age and because of my gender. But I also do think it's important to recognise that women sometimes also maybe feel threatened by the younger woman that's doing well. And and it's it's sad, really. It's, it mm. is shocking. So I've got two points on that. I often read the BBC News, as do most people. And actually this topic, so one being ageism, just came on a couple of weeks ago, actually. They were interviewing, I think it was a company, um, it was definitely a company in England, I think it was Brighton, I could be wrong. But uh, the senior staff member was kind of half the age of their most senior staff member and from from an age perspective. So I think he was like in his 20s and the most senior staff member was a lady in her kind of 50s. And they again were talking about, you know, what does it feel like to have someone who's younger than you or someone who can be young as your son to to be your boss ultimately? And I guess that that leads me on to this, this story that I um, heard last year is that there was a Dutch man who was legally trying to change his age from, I think it's around 69 to 49, with the aim of boosting his online dating preferences because he felt younger. How do we feel about us both? If if I was to come to you and say, you know, currently I'm at the age of 27, but I feel like I'm 23. 
am I am I allowed to feel like I'm 23? And if I'm allowed to, am I allowed to legally go and change my age or my birth certificate because I feel and my genetics and my body clock is telling me I'm younger? What, what, I mean, it's a crazy story, but I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Well, it's kind of cliche, really, because my mum and dad always tell me that you always young and you never grow old and so I think it's quite a common thing for people to say that for you to actually try and physically change your age legally I guess is is the extreme but I do think that potentially that does spark a bit of an interesting conversation here where I think even me now I still feel 18 if that makes sense and I think I'm starting I'm obviously not very very old but I'm starting to realize that you kind of always feel the same age and you I don't think I'll ever feel really old, if that makes sense. But I do think it sparks an interesting conversation of, is it actually your age or is, or is it how old you look? Because when you walk in a room, like you said, Michelle, people don't actually know how old you are. So it is ageism, but it's not that they physically know your age. It's that they're judging how old you look. My friend that said that she was called a little girl, being 21... She said that, I mean, I thought actually she was older than 21, not being rude. I actually thought she was a little bit older, but they don't know how old she is. They're literally looking at her and judging her on her appearance. So I don't know what you think about that. I think for me, that's quite interesting. I have to be really honest, and I just don't think that we can cover this in today's podcast, the the depth of it, because I think that brings a whole different um, element. Because if we're talking about physical features, well, actually, ethnically, people look physically different so studies have proven that those who come from a Asian background look younger than they are because of the way their skin is formed and so more times than not they age differently to those who are non-Asian for example I know coming from a brown Pakistani background as I've got older I look younger and maybe it's because I drink lots of water or maybe it's just my genetics but the fact of the matter is is what we're saying is that there is still an bias that we have across all industry that you can walk into a room and you tend to judge someone straight away based on their physical appearances their wrinkle lines their lack of wrinkle lines their their kind of height their their features their their gender their gender and then you put an age next to it even that like psychology of i think our next series we need to get like a brain psychologist in just to help us understand how the brain works like that like Yes, it's one thing to be brought up with these biases. It's another way that our brain can make that judgment in like a fraction of a second. Yeah, I think just picking up, I agree. I think it's a whole new, it could be a whole series, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. But I think it is so interesting that it does all come down to how, I think two things. One, how you look is judged and it can depend on gender, ethnicity, age and so on. There's so many different ways of discriminating against someone and how people do discriminate but I also think it's how people feel and for me I sometimes feel like I'm on the back foot because I'm a woman and because I'm young at the moment and so maybe that's my insecurity maybe someone from an ethnic minority may feel like that's their insecurity and I think it's really important to recognize there's two sides there is unconscious biasness and there is comments made out there that are wrong and in them situations you should go to HR and have them conversations and it's not right in the workplace and then there's also people's insecurities and their anxieties and I can admit that I'm one of them and maybe I take things to heart that maybe I shouldn't take to heart so I think it's really important to recognize both sides and I completely agree I think it's a whole new podcast subject that we should discuss we will tackle 
Um, you know, on that note, for anyone who's listening, if you have any feedback or any topics that you're like, do you know what, we just want you to tackle and talk about, just send them through. Thank you so much, Michelle, for showing up. Just Thank for showing for up and me. sharing what you have to say. It's so impactful. And clearly, this topic has got out of hand because it's so important. It's definitely been the deepest one yet. So join us next time when we will be talking about personal branding, the power of branding, why you even need to have a personal brand, and ultimately asking and answering the question of who are you?